0: See? I can still hear it. Hear what? Because you're hitting your palm. Oh, is that finger hitting yeah. the palm? <laughs> Shut up, Leonard. It
1: was. <laughs> <laughs> and that sound, ladies and gentlemen, is Len, Len figuring out how a snap works. Uh, yeah, the thing that you do with your fingers. Yeah.
0: Uh, i never realized that i i swear to god i never realized that. i never uh, thought about it
1: you're adorable
0: i never thought about it so for those listening at home i
1: was just making fun of the fact that there's a meme saying how many years old were you when you realized that when you snap it isn't your fingers making the sound against each other it's the finger hitting the palm that makes the snap Uh, and i was like who didn't know that and then len len had an epiphany today
0: I, don't, I still don't understand it.
2: <laughs> if anyone is wondering, when he's pretty much doing like the Spider Man, like thwip. He keeps yeah, trying to.
0: He's t- gently my. If I tap my finger t- to my. B- okay. I don't but think they can hear it. That's you know why snap, they can't hear but it? Because that's fingers, not the sound. That's, when, that's the sound. It's the, it's the fingers. Yeah. I really think it's the fingers. I really don't think it's the palm. I oh, think it's the fingers. Leonard. All right. It's Because you hear, you
1: feel it. Hey, let me ask you this. Growing up, did anyone ever call you Len-nerd? <laughs> what's up to all our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? You're listening to Gotta Talk.
3: <laughs> Gotta Talk!
1: I'm Johnny Destructo.
0: With us this week is... Yo, what's up? i you... uh... Boy, this is Len the Bat-Tribble.
2: Brand? And yay, it's Brandon. Otherwise AK Chattish Brandino Tribble, I think.
1: That yeah, wow. Good for, Oh right, and I'm the thwip tribble. Yeah. I mean yeah. Did you say the bad triple? I always do. Oh, did you? Um, it's all just like, you know how you you do the alphabet and then at a certain point you just go L M N O P. Yeah. It's all one one letter? That's what we are. That's what you are, yeah. Um, right. thank you so much for joining us. We are here at 4327 Main Street. It's Johnny Destructo's You're still snapping. I'm going to be snapping snapping. all day. I'm going to disprove this. Snapper car over here. (laughs) Um, so it's been a minute, Leonard.
0: Yes, it has. It has. Um... And I can't I got a ticket, it's been me. I've been busy. Huh? Life happens.
1: But yeah. I'm I've glad been, you're still here.
0: Yeah, I'm still here. Just crazy busy. Just running around doing stuff for the um for, for for life.
1: Yeah. I got some emails. Let's get right into our emails. But first before we get into said emails, the aforementioned emails that I just said Yes. I wanna give a shout out to Mo Poplar who has been writing into the show for a couple years now, I think, right? Yes he
0: has. Yes. he, is has. he he's
1: a triple designation, do you remember it?
0: He is zoo oh boy. Uh, Paul Robeson Triple, I believe. I don't get that reference. What's that? Paul Robeson is a historic black actor from the thirties and forties.
1: Oh, that's cool. So yeah, Mo came um Mo Poplar. Came in and uh, hung out with me at the shop. Yep. We chitted. we chatted. It was dope. It was real nice to meet him. Thank you so much for swinging by, man. That was awesome. Uh, I keep wanting to call you Mopops. Pops. Does anyone call you Mopops? Because I like that's a that's a cute name. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I saw that he was hanging out with you guys.
0: Yeah, he came up and hung out with uh, the Tribbles. Um, he went to the Marvel exhibit that Friday uh, with with Randy.
1: I want to go see that.
0: Yeah, it's pretty dope. It's yeah. a pretty down at the at the Franklin Institute. Yeah. Uh, then he recorded, uh, he actually interviewed uh, myself and Vince, uh, the Michelle Mission, for a very top secret documentary that he's working mm-hmm, on. Mm-hmm. So we, we had a fun weekend with, with Mo Pops.
1: Yeah. So I'm so glad you got the swing by, man. It was great talking to you. I hope you're doing well. Can't wait to see more about that documentary.
0: Yeah, he's good people.
1: Yeah. So uh, Black Panther keeps winning plus zombies is the name of the email. It's from 10,000 Worlds, uh, Rodolfo. Uh, messieurs, Len, JD, and company, I hope you're all having a lovely spring. Let me be the 100th nerd to (laughs) burst into the shop yelling, guys, guys, have you seen Black Panther was nominated for a Hugo Award for both the movie and the comic. I've really enjoyed the treatment this character has received in the hands of high-caliber creatives from writer Christopher Priest to costume designer Ruthie Carter and the accolades his most recent incarnations have received are well-deserved. Here's hoping Marvel is smart enough to keep putting Wakanda under the care of artists who love and respect the concept. On a completely unrelated, unrelated note, dot, 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 Remembering what JD said earlier about the state of contemporary zombie fiction, I wanted to let you know about a show I've just finished enjoying, Kingdom. Mm. It takes place in feudal era Korea, so you get sword fights, palace intrigue, cool old timey hats, which I could never pull off plus zombies. Automatic weapons are centuries away, so the mow all down tactic isn't on the table. It's also refreshing to see people with less of an independent survivalist mentality and more of a problem-solving mindset. The show has its share of selfish humans, but there are also plenty of people who, from the beginning, try to figure out how zombies work and how to keep the plague from spreading. Oh, and the zombies are creepy. Extra creepy, with a side of creepy all the best Rodolfo 10,000 words dot org thank you so much Rodolfo um, I do not know Kingdom Leonard do I, you? I think I've heard of it but I'm not sure where it's available oh that's oh that's a good question yeah and he because he didn't
0: put that in his email um, if only there were a site I could go to to google these things and we had somebody to go to said site looks while like, we were talking and entertaining like our Netflix. audience oh
2: Brandon yay yeah it looks like it's on Netflix great Ooh, interesting people in it. And if this is the right show? Yeah, I mean, on here I searched "Kingdom Show" and it says available on Netflix and Hulu.
1: Does it look? Okay, well, who are the people? Does that it you look dis- Asian and zombie? That's what
2: I'm not sure about. Oh yeah, it says it is a Netflix. It is Netflix's first original Korean series, which Dope. premiered January twenty fifth, twenty nineteen. Nice. Oh, that was
1: brand right, new. Cool. Oh, cool. So, I never thought I would say this because people have been saying this way before me. Mm-hmm. They've gone. Oh, I'm so tired of the zombie thing. Blah blah blah. And I go, What are you talking about? It's a subgenre. Far you are gonna be tired. We're gonna be tired of like uh, evil dolls. You're gonna be tired of uh, vampires. No, it's a subgenre. Far. It's not a. I'm kind of. I'm kind of tired of zombies right now. Um. There's another show, Black Summer. I believe that's what it's called on Netflix, and it's a. I didn't realize when I was watching it, a TV show. Right. A Netflix serialized drama about zombies, and uh, I, I got about two episodes in. And it's very kinetically paced. It's very interestingly put together. The way they're sort of interweaving these different characters uh, into meeting each other mm-hmm. that seem disparate at, at a certain point. They all kind of come together. I still don't care. Uh, I'm just kind of tired of zombies right now. Uh, until I see something. There's one out there that I kind of want to see. It's a British zombie musical comedy. A British musical? Yeah. Uh, I forget what it's called. I'm sure someone's screaming at their iPod right what, now. What, is but... it Shaun
0: of the Dead, the musical?
1: Mm, that'd be awesome. Because uh, I do love Shaun of the Dead. It's probably one of my top three favorite zombie movies of all time. Is it Anna and the Apocalypse? Anna and the Apocalypse. We need him around all the time. This is amazing. So, um... Yay, I got a job. Yay! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I mean, eventually, maybe I'll check it out. The last really good zombie movie I did see was Train to Busan. And that was really good. Um, Actually, got me in my feels at the end there. I was literally like uh, choked up. Really? So it was actually really effective.
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Like the last good zombie movie to me that I've seen, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Maybe Z Nation? Is that the one with Brad Pitt? Yeah. And they're sort of like, just like this
0: virus wave? Right. Because yeah, I, don't, I don't tend to gravitate to a lot of them. Yeah. Just because, you know, all right, I, I kind of get the beat of what's going on there.
1: Yeah. They're, for the longest time, I was like, oh, I love zombie movies. They're so much fun. Um, But I think I've seen – by this point, I feel like I've seen everything there is to be seen. Until they, like, really break some boundaries. So, right. That being said, as tired I, as I am of the zombie sub-genre, the Zondra? No, that's not going to work. Um, Deceased came out last week from DC Comics, and if you do like the zombie stuff, this was actually a really fun horror movie by way of DC Comics. It's an alternate reality where something happens with Darkseid and the anti-life equation and then produces these rage-fueled zombie-type monsters. They're not zombies because they, they're not dead, but they are... Angry and bitey. Okay. So yeah, if you do want some zombie stuff, it's a six-issue miniseries that just started, and it's called Deceased. Also, I'm a sucker for that pun title, so um, I like that a lot. So Which you might want to check that out. But you might want to spell it D C E A S E D D C
2: East.
0: Yeah. So it's Deceased. Deceased. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, but the real it's not. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So anyway, I eventually I may check out Kingdom. Um,
0: but, it sounds interesting, at least like yeah. the set, whole setting of it. Mm-hmm. So it sounds kind of interesting. Um, and, uh, you know, the fact that it's going to be, you know, it's Korean, mm-hmm. it's probably good action. Yeah. So if nothing else, it might, it, true. It, it might be worth worth a watch. It might see how it sinks in. Then. And if it's a Korean, it's probably not a whole lot of episodes. Right. You know what I mean? Somebody check it out. Hey, JD. Hey, Len. Do you not along with all the millions of podcasts that you do, uh-huh. do you not also do a horror podcast? Well,
1: yeah. I, I did a horror podcast. <laughs> uh, I, I would like to say that I do a horror podcast, but in reality, I did a horror podcast. The last episode we did was um, October 2018, when the new Halloween movie came out, mm-hmm. we, like, reconvened to discuss it because I'm a big Halloween fan. Okay. Um, I want to be doing a horror movie podcast because that's, like, my favorite subgenre of film. Okay. Uh, besides, I got superheroes now, which is a, an entire genre unto itself. Um, I love horror movies, and I love talking about them, so I kind of want to get back into it. It's difficult to get all of the same people back every time to talk about it.
0: Why do you ask me? Go. I had a discussion on the Michaud mission, the most Mm -hmm. recent uh, episode, because um, a couple of episodes before we reviewed the Adventures of Pluto Nash. Yeah, all right. Eddie Murphy movie. Sure. And I made a comment in there about how that was Eddie Murphy's first sci-fi, true sci-fi movie, right? Before Flubber? Okay. Um, That was sci-fi, wasn't it? I, one, I don't think he's done Flubber. Wait, who was Flubber? It, it wasn't Eddie Murphy. Oh, shit. Um, oh, my
1: God. That was Robin Williams, wasn't it?
0: Was it? Was he in the remake of Flubber? Ah, shit. Anyway, again, go I ahead. I don't know. But hey, anyway, dummy. But so, so me and Vince on the Michelle Mission, we got into a little bit of a, uh, a thing because because someone wrote us in saying, hey, wasn't, um, what was it that they said? Wasn't the golden child. Science fiction, and I said, "Well, Going to Child is maybe more fantasy. That's a fantasy it's more movie, more fantasy based. That's not sci-fi." But then somewhere amongst the discussion, as me and Vince started talking, talking it out, we got onto the Nutty Professor.
1: That's and, the one I'm thinking of. And Vince was not saying butter.
0: that he was felt like the Nutty Professor was science fiction because it is about science running amok, right? Yeah. And I said, "Okay, maybe by the st- strictest sense." it's science fiction. However, because as he even pointed out, that movie is kind of like a reworking of Jekyll and Hyde. Mm -hmm. I said, if anything, that falls more in line with horror, because I see Jekyll and Hyde as horror, as opposed to science fiction. And he was like, no, it's science fiction. I was like, okay, a movie can be two genres. But I think it leans more horror than science fiction. I think it's certainly 60-40 or 70-30 in favor of horror.
1: I think you could say that Jekyll and Hyde is, you know, 70-30 horror sci-fi, right? Right. Because he's using a scientific method to achieve uh, the transformation that makes it a horror film.
0: So by that definition, would you not say that The Nutty Professor, Mm -hmm. while yes— Technically, being science fiction, leans more into the comedy or domestic comedy as far as a genre. Of course. So, you wouldn't necessarily say this is a sci fi movie. Yeah,
1: I think if you're going to answer this question, you got to, I'm going to place myself within the confines of, let's say, Blockbuster Video. Kids. Ask your grandparents what a blockbuster video was. Um, If I'm working at the blockbuster video and someone comes into me and they say, I want a sci-fi movie, I am not going to take them to The Nutty Professor. Right. If people say, I want a comedy, I'm going to take them to The Nutty Professor. Well, I wouldn't do it anyway. But you know what I'm saying? Right. It's definitely a comedy more so than it is a sci-fi movie. I'd say 80-20 comedy.
0: Right. Now, conversely, Adventures of Pluto Nash, not that you would ever recommend this to anyone. Nope. But if you were to, if someone came in looking for a sci-fi comedy, that, yes, Pluto Nash fits in because it's probably more 50-50 both ways. Yeah, yeah. That was my point. Yeah, no, I agree. Did, Vince did not agree. Oh, damn it, Vince. He also thought that Frankenstein is more sci-fi than horror. I could see that.
1: I haven't seen the most the, press, but I get The, the ratio is closer than Jekyll and Hyde, I would say.
0: I guess. I don't know. Maybe because Frankenstein is considered one of the classic horror movies. Mm -hmm. To me, it just rings horror before I think of sci-fi.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's definitely horror before sci-fi. But I would say the ratio is closer. Closer. The percentages. But
0: still leans towards horror. Oh, for sure. Okay.
1: Oh, for sure. Um, So, so J.D.? Hey, yes. Maybe you could bring
2: the horror, what was it called again? It's the Cannibal Horror Cast. The Cannibal Horror Cast. Maybe you could bring it back to talk about the It tr- movie now that it's coming out.
1: Ooh, yeah, I could. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, the It trailer dropped today. In lieu of not having a Cannibal Horror Cast episode to talk about this on, I'm going to make you guys talk about it with me. Full um, title. Full title, It Chapter 2. That's right. Um, which I like. I like. Now, did you two see It Chapter 1? No. Alright, you're
0: out. Len. No. <laughs> Why did you think about it so long? Because I had to remember whether or not I saw I didn't I I saw like I was in a room while it was playing.
1: Okay. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> Were you making out?
0: I didn't see all of the movies.
1: Okay, alright. <laughs> so um Wow, so I'm talking to nobody about this movie. So, uh, all right. Not... I've seen the trailer for It Chapter 2. Yeah, same. Uh-huh. As a trailer, do you find it to be effective as oh, a trailer? Oh, it was
0: very It you know what? It's very very effective. Mm-hmm. I think it goes on for a minute too long.
1: I see what you're saying. I am. I think it touches. It's it's right at the perfect length because uh, the trailer starts off with a scene from the book, mm-hmm. which was not in the original miniseries that aired on television back in the eighties, nineties,
0: eighties, eighties,
1: late eighties, and uh, it's it's um Bev Bevy is a grown woman goes and visited, visits her her childhood home where her father abused her and there's a new there's a woman who lives there now and um, they sit down for a nice cup of tea mm-hmm. and. What I respect about this trailer is how long they sit on that scene with you. Yes. Um, th- that's what I like about it. Uh, it wasn't a bunch of quick cuts until the end. Right. Uh, it's mostly a scene, and then it sort of gains pace and kind of does a crescendo of uh, horror, and then leaves you um, finally revealing Pennywise in the second movie. So I-, I really like the pacing of this trailer. I think it's really well done. And it's there's such an interesting couple of things that are happening just within that vignette of that scene with the old woman, where it's a little sweet, it starts to get creepy, and then you start to see from... Uh I guess a bird's eye, not a bird's eye view, but you're like looking past the shoulder of Bevy into a dark room mm-hmm. and where the woman has gone to get the cookies or the tea, et cetera, et cetera. And you're seeing just tiny glimpses of what the woman's doing back there. Yeah. Which is so off kilter, it's funny. Yes. The stuff she's doing back there is very playful. Mm-hmm. And is just there for the effect of the audience, not for the character, Bevy. So... Pennywise is very specifically doing things for the audience. Right. And having fun by himself uh, as this this um, old woman character. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But it's also, while it's comedic, it's very unsettling.
0: Yeah, and I was going to say that you put it right there, unsettling, I was going to say uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It is... Um, and the fact that they do take that time with this scene, like... For me, as someone who hasn't sworn off, but tries to be very diligent about how much or or how many trailers for Mm -hmm. a thing I see, Mm -hmm. like seeing that one scene, that was enough for me. Like watching that and I was like, you know what, I'm good, I'm good.
1: All right, well before we move on, Brandon, how did you receive the trailer?
2: I liked it. I didn't really care that much about the opening scene. Uh-huh. To me it was it that felt like slow, honestly. Yeah. But once it started cutting to like the different scenes, like mm-hmm. the more like a normal trailer. Yeah. That's the stuff that I, I felt I was into.
1: Okay, cool. Are are you going are either of you planning on seeing either of these movies in the future? Has it piqued your interest?
0: It piqued my interest. Okay. So I might go see it.
1: I because I love the original it well, the new chapter one
0: it chapter one yeah yeah
1: i
2: might read the book because i really like the dark the tower series so so
0: so good yeah so 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 good
1: <laughs> it's one of my two favorite stephen king novels of all time that and Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three, 63 which is a time travel story about uh trying to save jfk
0: did you ever mm-hmm. watch the series
1: i did it was cute it tried um
0: did not succeed it was did fine not stick the what in? is
1: what's his name harry osborne
0: james franco james yeah.
1: franco uh, is more of a comedic actor for me than he is a dramatic actor.
0: I've liked him with some dramatic stuff, but I feel I feel you. The tone of that show kind of like I wasn't feeling it.
1: It was trying, but it never quite got there. Yeah, it yeah. always felt like people acting like they were in the '60s, than
0: being in the '60s. Like, like real. You didn't yeah. really feel. Felt like cosplay.
1: Yeah. Hey, Grace. Since you're just hovering around, do you want to come talk about uh,
4: it? trailer 2 chapter 2 trailer I have never been so excited for a movie in my entire life not Harry Potter not Star Wars Really? Nothing has compared to how excited I am for this film. Well, and that's because the book is your favorite Stephen King novel? It's definitely my favorite Stephen King novel. It's also just one of my favorite books of all time. Yeah. I think it's a perfect book. Okay. Um and I did not really like grow up reading Stephen King, so I saw I read the book 2 years ago. Oh, I saw yeah. the film and um, I was like, "What the fuck? That was amazing!" Mm-hmm. And then read the book, and I care about that story, just oh, uh, so much. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> a, I'm a screaming into the kids. microphone. I love those kids. Yeah, they're, they're a lot
1: of fun to spend time with. I think my only problem with it, chapter one, the film, is I wanted it to be longer. I wanted huh. more. I could, I could, yeah, more. I could have hung out with those kids and their. Their um, navigation of dairy and of their childhoods and their fears a little bit longer. Maybe another half hour would have been
4: solid for me. I love that criticism. Yeah, I certainly wish there was more, just because I love it so much. Yeah, I just want to spend more time in that. I mean, I will space. say it's it's definite that they're doing flashbacks.
1: Yeah, well, from the trailer, it looks like definitely. Yeah. So all of those
4: kids went back to film. Good. Um, yeah. So that's super all exciting. So good. Including those actors are great. Some. I don't know. I'll say no no more. Okay. No more. Okay. I don't want to say anymore. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm, I'm really glad they're revisiting with uh-huh. the kids because, yep. yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah. The kid who was also in Shazam, Jack Dylan mm-hmm. Grazer, like, I would, could watch him t- read his grocery list. Yeah. And he's I think really he is talented. the funniest person in the world. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he's charming. Um, now, did you think it was an effective trailer? How, you know, so a little bit of backstory. I saw Grace on the street earlier this morning, and we made a date. For noon <laughs> no. to watch the trailer when it drops, so did it? Are you? Did you
4: think that it was an effective trailer? I think that it was effective. I did like how long it was, but mm. that's one of my favorite scenes from the book. So creepy. So I, I was like, oh, you know, the second, the second they showed the old woman, like, I was like, I know what scene this is. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited. I think that is a little misleading. There's, um the clips that they show of of the adults are a little. Uh, con- I think intentionally confusing mm-hmm. about what the plot is, which okay. is exciting. Yep, like because not everyone's watching with a notepad going. Oh, yeah, oh, this is the scene in the book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm just really excited. I mean, the since they announced the casting, it's just been like this is
1: what all star cast of those
0: adults too, and
4: a lot of them are like the actors that the kids chose. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, so the
0: kids cho- like almost like cast themselves as adults.
4: So when exactly what? when the when the film came out, they were asked, like, who would you want to play? The you know, the 27 years later version yeah, yeah. of you. And almost every almost every choice is what the kids chose. Well I know. Bill Hader, definitely. Bill Hader,
0: yeah. James McAvoy, uh, Jessica Chastain.
4: So Jessica Chastain was who um Sophia Lillis, I think that's who she chose and and James McAvoy was not the choice. I actually would have to look it up but he's like one of my favorite actors so I'm obviously yeah, thrilled. I'm, I'm stoked. Also lives awesome. in Philly so yeah. I like love seeing him in anything. Bill Skarsgård, James, well of course
1: he's he's Pennywise.
4: James Ranson. So he looks exactly like the kid he plays Huh. and he was in gosh, he is in, in some horror film. James Ranson.
0: Uh he was in the mm, he was in a wire. Oh, he plays Ziggy in a wire. Oh my god. On the second season.
4: The only person. Oh, is that the guy
1: who dies? The junkie? And he was in
0: Sinister. And Sinister Sinister. II. I'm thinking of Sinister. Oh,
4: okay. yeah, yeah. That film freaks me out so much. Um so I just think the casting is incredible. The only person I was surprised by is like they they not they didn't choose an unknown. For the grown up uh, Ben, Mm -hmm. but it's not who I would have expected. Jay Ryan. Yeah, like he's a TV actor, and uh, Jeremy Ray Taylor, the kid who plays Ben Hanscom, chose. Mm. Chris Pratt, actually. Huh. Which I think yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but
0: it's way past our budget. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: Every, they could afford McAvoy and Bill Hader, but they were like, no, we draw the line on Chris Pratt. <laughs> Sorry. But I'm actually glad. I'm, I'm kind of, it's so he he's distracting. In a, he's in everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it would have been yeah. distracting.
1: um The so, only thing I'll say, and this is a personal preference, is I have never been emotionally invested in anything Jessica Chastain has done. Really? So really? I would have gone
4: Amy Adams. I felt that way. I will say this. I felt that way when I saw that Sophia Lewis wanted Jessica Chastain. I was like, no, she looks exactly like Amy Adams. Mm-hmm. I think Amy Adams is incredible. I felt and the she exact played young Amy way. Adams before. Yeah. But that was before. I think I think that she made this casting choice before that came yeah. out. Yeah. So I felt the same way. And then I started watching more of Jessica Chastain's work yeah. intentionally and was okay. like, okay, she's incredible. Okay. I've always yeah. found her
1: a little dry, but maybe that's because I've only seen her in roles where she's like some sort of military person
4: right oh, right so yeah. she's Grand yeah Soul. you need to see some more of her work okay. i think um, yeah you like see, like see molly's did you see molly's, molly's game, game. Molly's, oh.
0: that's just what i was about to say you need to see molly there are
4: game. so many reasons to see that film including the fact that her wardrobe is amazing yes. huh. oh yeah. yeah they really yeah. uh what am i confusing doing? With? there's right. a gerald's game yeah gerald's yeah, gerald's no, game.
0: yeah yeah you're greatly confusing it okay no, okay no which um
4: Molly's name is Aaron Sorkins Aaron first, Sorkin it's his directorial based debut. on a true story Aaron Sorkin yeah oh that's right based oh, on yeah. a true story that's a great film I think right. it's on Netflix I will is watch it? that oh my I gosh. think it's on Netflix you've convinced me so yeah let us know what you think after you see that okay thank you Um, I have to go hop in an Uber alright cannot wait for this film glad that I got to just jump in and, okay. and nerd out about this well we'll talk to you soon <laughs> yeah I'll come back when the movie comes out right. and, and give all my cry, cry on podcast yes Doodles. Okay. <sighs> bye um. So, Brandon, you had something to
2: say? Uh, oh, I wanted to know Len's thoughts on Heroes in Crisis.
0: Oh. But before we go there, Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, is Mother's Day. Yes. So we want to wish a very happy Mother's Day to all of those mothers out there. I don't want to wait. I've got two of it. them. Happy Mother's Day to both of my mothers. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Because most people only have one mother. Yeah, well, I'm a special boy you are fun fact
2: when i you came out into
1: parts (laughs) yeah (laughs) some assembly required
2: (laughs) when i moved into college my aunt helped us move in it was me and my mom and my aunt and she introduced herself to my roommate as my second mother and what she meant was like she's helped raise me like she and my mom are real close but of course my roommate interpreted that as they were married Um, and i was like like he didn't ask about her or anything. He was just like, okay, cool. And then after they left, I was like, she was my aunt. Like, let me just make it. He's like, oh, I thought
1: that they were like married. Right. They were together. So, yeah, that was a fun story. That's cute. So, wait, wh- where are we heading with this, Len? Mother's Day?
0: Yes, it is Mother's Day. So, I wanted to say happy birthday or happy Mother's Day to all of those. Um, yeah, not all mothers are born on the same day. <laughs> they're not yeah. um, out there who are fans of Gutter Talk. And for I understand... Brandon had a Mother's Day conundrum that he called.
2: Oh, here we go. I did, because... So, as you all know, recently, DC has introduced Wally's kids back into the picture, and I'm just wondering, what do you think about that? Like no, he's... that's
0: not the conundrum you wanted to bring up, Brandon. You're no. wasting airtime with your shenanigans, well, Brandon. Well, it's Len's idea. Okay. So, I'm gonna... I guess... Here it is, JD. <laughs> Thank you, Len. I'll put it to you. God damn it. So, Brandon is... um Wants to celebrate for Mother's Day, uh-huh. for his mom. So he, he's he got a, three, a three-pronged approach to how he's going to celebrate Mother's Day. Okay. Now, one is that his mom has a tablet that she bought a while ago. Sure. That, for whatever reason, she didn't use, and she tried to charge it up, and it wasn't working, and it seems to be an, an issue with things. And she asked Brandon if he could, like, you know, because she has to feel like... Out some kind of claim form to, because she had some insurance on it. If he could do it for her, he farted around, never did it. So now for Mother's Day, he's going to fill out the claim form. Nope. So that's, continue. That's one. Yeah, we're crossing that one off the <laughs> list, Brandon. The second thing is that he's going to give her a card, a uh-huh. Mother's Day card. Uh huh. And he's going to put twenty-three dollars in it. Because he's 23 years old. Yes. So she's because been a mother, been a mother for, 23 for 23 years.
1: All right, we're getting somewhere. It's okay. a little bit better.
0: Alongside that, he's going to take his mother out for uh, lunch. For lunch, possibly after going to church with her that morning, because mm-hmm. she goes to church every Sunday, and he usually does not go, but he once feels like he may want to go
1: to spend her. time and do the thing that she likes to do right. at church. So All right. now, what I've advised him: Okay, one, the claim form thing, just do, just do it. That's not a present. It's not a present. I already did it. Good.
0: Great. <laughs> All right. So don't give her like a PDF of it for Mother's Day, um, framed, <laughs> screenshot <I ain't laughs> of you doing it, like sliding under a bedroom door, <laughs> you know, like with yeah. some art with breakfast. Yeah. Um, but two, I also said, give her the card. Don't worry about the money. Mm-hmm. Just. spend. Give her the card and spend the day with her. Take her to lunch. Because you going out of your way to be be present with her and spend Uh time with her and she'll already know that you're spending money taking her to lunch. Mm -hmm. That's all she's going to want. And that's what she'll really appreciate.
1: It's true. That's all she'll appreciate. I think that the $23 is cute. Especially if it's ones.
2: Also, I should point out As far as the um, claim form thing, like, she's done something like that before. Like, she's given me, like, a receipt and been like, hey, I ordered this thing for you. It's not here yet, but it's coming.
0: No, that's different ordering a thing. That's not a claim form. It's totally different, Brandon.
1: Yeah.
2: How
0: long
1: ago was this supposed to
2: happen?
0: Yeah, and when did she first ask you to do it?
2: Yeah. Uh, Well, she sent me the email with the receipt for me to do it, like, January. Nah. Uh, Yeah. That's
1: not a Mother's Day present. (laughs) That is not a Mother's Day present. But I'm doing it now. (laughs) No. Just do it because you're a good son. Okay. Yeah. Um, I no. think the twenty-three dollars is cute because it's a cute little. I think thing. it's cute. Yeah. I just don't think that it's, it's not necessary. It's not necessary. But it's a cute little add-on. It's a cute little thing. Mm. It's a cute little story for her, for her to tell her friends. Oh, look what my son did! It's cute,
0: and this cute. My my son did this. She's not going to, but she's not going to mention the twenty-three dollars. Uh, she's going to mention wouldn't. going. She's going to. Well, we know your mom, but she
1: <laughs> she's she, wonderful. I know. My mother's a goddamn saint. Her and Dorothy Mantooth, both
0: saints.
2: I don't know who that is. That's, a reference. That's his other mother.
0: <laughs> it's you. <laughs> this is my third mother, Dorothy Mantooth. Um, she, she's going to mention to her girlfriends about I spent the, the day, day with Brandon.
1: There's so many things that are tying in right now. So we were talking about zombie books, zombie movies, which then got us into Deceased, which is a book that's based on zombies in the DC universe. The alternate cover for that book um, has a It poster, right? Yes. So, uh, which we were talking about, the It trailer. Yes. And then Grace and I... Uh, who you just heard on the show, when she comes back, she lives in L.A., when she comes back in July, I think, we're going to get matching It tattoos Mm -hmm. from the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And that brings us to Leonard's query, which is, I believe, you have a long-term friend.
0: I have a long-term friend who is going to be going on a vacation with, um, I just found out, actually, going on a vacation with me, my my girlfriend and a, and a group of people in August and because we we're kind of like reconnecting over this vacation and we're going to the Caribbean, thought that it might be a cool idea because I mentioned to her that me and my girlfriend while we were there were going to get matching tattoos. We thought that we might, me and my friend might get matching tattoos as well as in, you know, a commemoration of our friendship. Now we don't know what the tattoo is going to be. we decided to decide it over time but we, we thought about doing that and i mentioned that to my girlfriend and she um she was upset she does she's not she's not with it at all
2: i understand where you're coming from i, I think it depends on the person i think it really it depends how much you care about the tattoo like is the tattoo well i guess the person you're getting the tattoo with like which one do you care about more I care about them both Well That's why I said Actually tattoo It's more like Oh no I- Cool So what I was saying is That's why I was saying About the tattoo specifically I think like it Depends what's more Important to you Getting the tattoo With
0: your friend Versus keeping your Girlfriend happy So that's my opinion Well it. they're both Important to me And and to me I'm doing Both I'm honoring both I'm getting a matching Tattoo with my girlfriend We talked about it and I'm oh. getting a Tattoo with My friend
1: I could also see why, because that was my first thought, too, when you first told me the story. I was like, well, if you get one with your girlfriend. But then in her eyes, I feel like you getting that tattoo with her is undercut. Yeah. The specialness of that is undercut by you doing it with some quote unquote other woman. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't think it should be an issue, but I can kind of see how it might be. Um, I would, it's one of those things where I get it, but I would hope it wouldn't be a problem. Do you see what I mean? I see what you mean. Like it shouldn't be a problem, mm-hmm. but I can get how it could be a problem. hmm Um, also there's that thing of like, you're your own person and you've got your relationships with people that you have a relationship with, like who are important to you, uh, as, as an individual. Right. And... The fact that I have a friendship, quote-unquote, I have a friendship with this person does not undercut the fact that uh, I'm with you and I love you and blah, blah, blah. So there's a lot of lot of things here. How, how do you feel about it? You feel like it's just a friend thing and it shouldn't be an issue, but here we are.
0: Yeah. Um, like, I'm very... I think back, there was a time years ago when I was dating someone who moved in with me at the time, right? Mm-hmm. And at that time, I had kept a lot of pictures that I had of, like, old girlfriends that I had and stuff like that, right? Yep. And, I, and, and I didn't have them, like, on display. No, I had just them in kept a, them. I had them in a drawer, same, whatever. Same, out of box. And, you know, she found it got you know felt some type of way like why are you holding on to these my argument was like what it's some old pictures Mm -hmm. you know memories whatever and I talked to my sisters at that time because I have I have a twin sister and I have an older sister and Mm -hmm. I talked to them both at that time and they both were of the mindset that she was right and that I shouldn't keep those pictures and I begrudgingly threw those pictures away yep and I quickly realized that that was the wrong move. Yeah. And it was at that moment where I determined that I'm gonna live my life like how I feel I want to live it. Mm-hmm. I'm never gonna try and malicious, be malicious to anybody or hurt anybody's feeling. I'm always gonna to try to see the other person's point of view. But if I honestly feel that your point of view does not necessarily run concurrent to mine. You're just not seeing my point of view. I want to stick with my point of view. Yeah. I want to get a tattoo with my with my friend. This is a friend who I, I, at the time that we were really tight, we were like best friends. Life happens, we fall out of contact. Boom, we're back in contact. I want to kind of commemorate that. It coincides, coincidentally, I had no idea, with a vacation I'm taking with my girlfriend where we had already planned to do this to this thing. A thing that we've kind of talked about doing at other times and it just kind of fell through and now it's landing on the cruise. So I want to do it do it then. Also there's a part of me that's like, you know, maybe in doing this is a way of kind of like helping them kind of like connect as as yeah. well. My girlfriend is one of those people who staunchly feels that men, and women, can't really truly be friends. That's some BS. Mind you, my girlfriend is someone who originally was my friend. Dude. <laughs> ah. So I'm like, <laughs> like, like what are you talking about? Right, man, but not, because she was my friend, this is why she doesn't believe so. Because yeah, she because she, she
1: eventually was not your friend,
0: and that's what she always was And that's what's want. going to
1: happen. And I'm like that. It kind of works both ways on that
0: one. That's a double-edged sword. For yeah. Sure. So, yeah. but I, I have my feeling about it, and I'm, I'm sticking to my guns.
1: Yeah. Had you said, "Hey, hun, when we're on cruise, me and JD are gonna get matching tattoos." She probably would have nothing to say about it, right? Like it's the fact that it's a woman,
0: and that's a bummer. oh yeah, that's a bummer.
1: Yeah, and, and, and I have a lot of
0: girlfriends. I have a lot. Well, you just said you're, you, you, Mister Married, about to get a matching tattoo with one of your friends. Yeah, how funny that this came up on the same day. Yeah, because uh,
1: and Sushan, my wife, uh, was here when all of this transpired, and I said, "How do you feel about me getting a tattoo with Grace?" And she was like, "All right." <laughs> okay, I don't care. So, um, yeah, I have. And I don't know if you heard, as Grace was leaving, I said, love you, bye. You probably could not do that with your
0: friend, right? Oh, I've with, said, love you to my friends.
1: With your girlfriend near? Have you said, I love you to a female friend while your girlfriend is there? Yes. Oh, oh, so.
0: Oh, <laughs> it doesn't do... mean I haven't sometimes heard something about it. Oh, I see. I see, I see. <laughs> but I've said it. I see. Now the difference is, I will give you this, and I know people have tuned. It, I thought this was gutter talk. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The difference is, I will give you is that while we have been together for five years, she is my girlfriend. Yeah. She's not my wife. Or yeah, fiance. And there's a difference. Or fiance. Yeah. That's yeah. what you got to do. And d- you know, fuck it. Put it out there. I don't want to get married. Yeah. So there is a difference there.
1: I see. I see. You that's know? true. Man, that's a, that's a tough spot. No, it's not. For her.
0: <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> ah. Ooh, we got we to we touch back on this when you come back from your cruise. I want to hear how everything <laughs> goes. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm going to go get a matching tattoo with, um, with uh, my friend Grace. Uh, I'm excited about it. I, I hope yours do, goes well. I hope so too. Yeah, it's a bummer. Um but yeah, because this is gutter talk, we should probably talk about some We probably should
0: get into the comics.
1: Yeah. Um so we talked about the it trailer. Heroes in Crisis. Heroes in Crisis. Heroes in Crisis another D C event mini. Uh, series, yeah. So, we have talked ad nauseum, Len and I, I believe, on this show about our favorite Flash is Wally West, yes, and how Barry Allen is just a bucket of who gives a crap.
0: Don't do we need to point out, and I d- d- only because if you're a reader of comics or have watched the television, that the Wally West that we're talking about is the original wally west that was created back in the not, 60s yes not actually, wallace west not wallace west but wally west a white guy
1: with the red hair
0: right yeah
1: so also spoiler alert for heroes in crisis number eight yeah yes <clears throat> big re- big revelation not a big surprise. Well, First Heroes in Crisis, the miniseries, is about... Uh, a place where superheroes go in order to receive treatment for PTSD and all of the other emotional stuff that may accrue while you're fighting crime and jumping realities and having crises and all that sort of stuff. All of the fallout from that mentally. Um, Tom King, the writer, said, You know what? this would be a good idea. We should probably have a place for these characters to go when their entire family gets sucked out of existence. Maybe they want to talk to somebody. Maybe they want to deal with some therapy. And so they created this place called... The Sanctuary. Sanctuary. And it is a place, I'm. it seems out in the Middle West somewhere.
0: Yeah, it's in the Middle West or so like... like I guess Midwest, like, it seems like it's, yeah. like, in Kansas.
2: Yeah, it's like probably that. near Mon Kent, Monkent, Kent. Like, small, yeah. near
0: Smallville. Which is another
1: weird choice. you think they would put it, like, somewhere safer, like the Fortress of Solitude. So while it is mostly about, or uh, partly about that, I was kind of hoping it would be more about that. It's less about that and more about the murder mystery. Everyone who was there at a particular day winds up dead. Mm-hmm. And so it's this big whodunit of at least eight issues And um we finally find out there were all these red herrings about the Harley Quinn and about Booster Gold and I was just gonna
2: say, yeah, most of the book has been like hinting at Booster Gold and Harley Quinn. We spent a lot of time with both of those characters. Yeah. With both of them not sure if they were the ones who did it Mm -hmm. or if the other one was the one who did it and every all the heroes thinking one or the other did it. So
1: Yeah. And then big spoiler alert, um, it's revealed in the newest issue from a couple weeks ago that Wally West, beloved Flash character, the original,
0: original Kid Flash.
1: Um, he's the one who did it. He, well, okay. So he had a family back before the New Fifty Two. He had, he was married to Linda Park. He had two children, Jay and I think, Irie. I think, Irie. I think right? Irie. Okay, dumbass name, Irie. Get out of here with that. It's just Iris. Um, it's Iris, except we made it Irie, and um, I, I just hated those kids. I hated them. why when they I guess Mark Wade, it was a big deal because Mark Wade is a big he was a big flash writer for, yes, uh, for about time. 10, 15 years there. Mm-hmm. And he finally came back to the book and his big addition was to up, oh, up, oh, the flash had children. And God did that bog down the book and I really hated it and I really didn't care. So when they finally got rid of him, I was very excited. And then the rebirth happened. Right. New 52 happened. He was just—he was gone, right? It, and, it then, and then. Got rid of him. The rebirth happened five, six years later, and then they brought him back. And I was so excited.
0: Yeah, he's back. But and mind you, they brought him back after they created. A new Wallace West. Right. Yeah. To match the television show. No. Yeah.
1: No. Oh, actually, the television show happened afterwards.
0: Did it? Yeah. He was introduced like a, at least a year or two before the yeah. show. Yeah. I guarantee it was because they knew it was coming.
1: And, uh,. And then our my Wally came back our Wally. Yeah, our Wally. And then um you said my Wally. I did. He's mine. You can't have him. What? So yeah and then White privilege. So with the <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> God damn it, Len. You're
2: gonna me Explain <laughs> the joker.
0: No, no. Okay. So um yeah. So it's revealed that they bring him back, um, and they make a big thing about him coming back. But he's a speedster without a place to run.
1: Liz, uh, Liz, what? Linda doesn't remember him. Linda Park still exists. She does not remember Wally. His children are gone. Right, never existed. Yeah. The weird
2: thing is, and this is a problem with DC in general, is that this isn't necessarily... Completely just the pre 52 Wally. Because, like in Titans, when it started, which is the book he was in, he had memories of the new 52 despite not having been in it. So it seems like this is a mix of like a, a new 52 version of Wally and the pre 52 version.
1: So it's a whole big mess, is what we're saying. Is what it's saying, yes. And then, so all of these things, right? All of these little story elements and and the, the way that the character has been going makes sense for what happens next. The fact that he loses control of the speed force and kills everyone at Sanctuary accidentally is not a surprise to me. That seems like the next next logical leap for a character, a damaged character who's gone through all of these things. My problem is with the telling of the story and what he does afterwards. Is
0: after he realizes what he's done. Yes. Because what he does then is basically... What he does then is basically retroactively, you know, set up. Make yeah. He makes it a murder scene. He makes it, was it a, a murder.
1: manslaughter scene. <laughs> it was a big whoops. And right. then it was like, wait a minute, this isn't damning enough. Uh, hold let down. me go plant a bunch of evidence, move a bunch of things around, kill a future me from five days from now. Yeah, bring and bring him back. Bring him back here. So let me ask you this, Leonard. Maybe or Brandon does anyone have an answer for me? I understand I'm not the sharpest tool in the box I'm not the brightest bulb in the in the light bulb thing light bulb drawer you know where you keep all your light bulbs I'm not the brightest version of that guy right so um, uh, is there a reason that he You're does, pretty dim <laughs> is there a reason that he does not use time travel to just undo the thing he just did <laughs> exactly yes why does he what
2: flashpoint? You can't fix things with time travel. He knows that. You, all the flashes. He kills himself. Well, yeah, but that didn't fix anything. I don't know.
3: Well, he
1: tried I mean, that's to actually, fix anything. I mean, that was pretty good. That was a pretty good answer. But he still uses time travel. Right. If, if the answer is he does not do time travel because of this, great. I accept your answer.
0: And we can move on all happy. Except. But, but why is this time travel at all. But why would Flashpoint be a point, point for him? Because he wasn't.
2: I just use that. On the Flash TV show, they always use Flashpoint. But in general, like time travel, using time travel to fix things always makes things worse. Yeah.
0: This is yeah. just like a fact with the Flash. Okay, true. but It's but a Flash I'm, fact. But I'm yeah. just saying, but this Flash doesn't know that Flash fact because this Wally West wasn't a part of. Flashpoint. Well, in he, the comics, he might know that Flashpoint is yeah, partly was, the reason he stopped. He wasn't existing. there. That was Barry. Yeah,
1: I know, but where was? I don't think Wally was around. He had nothing to do with it at all. Yeah, no. So, yeah, I just—it's frustrating for me. Um, but he
0: knows the time travel messes things up. <laughs> First of all, you're—you what you're doing is assuming. The reason why he doesn't use time travel to fix it is because. And you wouldn't have a story. Exactly. Yeah. You wouldn't have a story. You wouldn't have this dumb piece of shit story called Heroes in a Fucking Crisis. The fucking crisis is that they found themselves in this fucking book. Yeah. And they just, like, I'm not even going to say they pissed all over the character of Wally West. No. Because they already dropped a load of urine on him Mm -hmm. a few years ago when they got rid of him. And then they There's a
1: whole Trump tape about it. Yeah,
0: and they co-opted his whole <laughs> his whole personality and stuck and stuck it on the mannequin that is Barry Allen. Nice. So, they've already done that to Wally. They did our boy dirty for sure. Yeah, but what they have done if they have taken a huge piss then a dump on I'm sorry, all of you DC readers who fell in line with Heroes in Crisis and bought those first couple of issues Randy and thought this was the greatest thing since sliced bread and fell in love with Tom King and made excuses for everything that he's freaking written the man has written two two pretty good stories because i read that vision thing that everybody always heralds and it's not bad and his mr miracle while it was a bit of a mind fuck i dug where it was going yeah i like both. but his batman stuff is is not the 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 uh it's
1: peaks and valleys mostly valleys it's a
0: whole lot of deep deep Meandering valleys. Yeah. In his Batman stuff, the same in his. Cause what? Didn't he write Nightwing for a little bit too? Oh, did he? I, wrote, I think no. he wrote Grayson. He did write Grayson. He write, oh, wrote Grayson, what? and that meandered around. I That's, hated that book. I know. And now they've got like this big Bible-sized version of it. Like people want to buy that thing. Yeah. Are you out of your freaking mind? And now he's on Heroes and Crisis, and all he's doing is stealing your dough. I
1: was one of those people who was enjoying because we reviewed it every time it came out on on Spoiler Alert Podcast. And every time, the guys were like, well, this is pretty good, but this isn't great. And I was like, no, no, just wait. I think it's it's building towards a thing. I think it's all going to work out in the end. And there is still a 2% milk version of me (laughs) um, that goes, maybe this last issue, because, oh, you know what? Let me read you something if I can find it quickly enough. I saw that there was a release today... Saying that Heroes in Crisis number nine, the final issue of the series, series is being put, pushed back one week to coincide with something very big that happens in Doomsday Clock. Mm. so I'm wondering if they're getting a lot of backlash about this particular issue and are saying that there's going to be something in doomsday clock that's so revelatory that it's going to retroactively sort of explain what's happening in heroes in crisis mm-hmm. I am waiting for that before making my final judgment however as we sit right now I am severely disappointed in this issue I think that um, there's a whole bunch of stuff that doesn't does make make sense no storytelling wise and um, Because I'm not one of those guys who holds a character so precious, right? I'm not sitting here going, how dare you you do that to my Wally? Right. If it's done well and it follows an arc, then I go, well, that was pretty rad. You know, I I poo-pooed Superior Spider-Man. Like, oh, they're going to swap brains with Doc Ock and Peter. That's the dumbest crap I ever heard. One of my all-time favorite Spider-Man stories at this point. Right. So it has nothing to do with a beloved character. It has all to do with the um, way it was... Execution. Execution, yeah.
0: Yeah. It... i I Uh. read that issue and i was like are you serious yeah it was a bummer the second he like you said the second he says you know it's an accident and because he's he's damaged Mm -hmm. and i hear you you're damaged you're going through stuff Mm -hmm. you know all right but then he tries to cover it up Mm -hmm. and part of the cover-up is to kill himself from the future mm-hmm. and bring it back to the past. Pe- I'm like, yo, are you mm-hmm. serious? Are we really serious? It's so also bad, like mutilates bodies. Cause
2: oh, that's right. Go ahead. It's Not said in this issue, but in the previous issues, like among other things, they find chattering teeth in one of the heroes, like down his throat, which was to make it seem like Harley had stuffed it down his throat. But now we find out that that means Wally took like a toy. And stuffed it down a hero's down throat a corpse's at some point. throat. Yeah,
1: in order to frame Harley Quinn and Booster Gold. Yes, he's like framing people, which
2: is funny because I just saw something yesterday. Um, it was like an article about how Tom King loves Booster Gold and how he just loves the character.
1: I mean, he, the Booster Gold character has been fun to read in this story. Mm. Um, he's definitely zany. He's a little off his rocker. He's not well, um, so that's been fun to read. But oh man. What a bummer this issue is, this whole thing. Uh, I'm, I like the art. Yeah, Clay Man did a really nice job. And Mitch Gerards I, did this one, I think. Mitch Gerards, yeah. I'm not a, uh, I prefer the Clay Man stuff. Because mm. apparently, I think, a couple of these issues were supposed to be one-shots that go along with the series. right? And, and they, instead, they just extended the series and put those as regular issues in the miniseries. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, what a bummer. Yeah, big time, big yeah. time. So. And, and the thing is, is that... Hearing everybody celebrate this book, I was looking forward to like because you know I'm about to trade. Yeah, right, when it comes out and trade, I'll pick it yeah, up. You've been
1: saying that since for a couple months now. Like yeah. oh, I'll pick
0: it up when it comes out, and not no more. Yeah. save I'm, my money.
1: I'm still curious if it's going to. Redeem itself. I mean, in the we, one issue, we might
0: not. We'll never get it. If it's coming yeah. with Doomsday Clock, then we're never going to get it.
1: yeah never going to get it. Never. Well, gonna how get about it? that?
0: Right now, I will say though, on your recommendation, and not so much you telling me to do this, but just hearing you, you know, go off so effusively about this. I recently bought volumes one and volumes two mm-hmm. of Superior Spider-Man. Hey. Oh. So I'm. I'm actually. Taking like that on the cruise Books with, Yeah the books the Yeah
1: they're, they're publishing These nice bigger books Right now
0: Yeah so yeah. I'm Oh taking it's that, fun uh, That is my Because I <laughs> I made a deal With my, my girlfriend um, That on the cruise There are going to be days When you're just, you're just Sitting on the On, oh, the, yeah. on the boat And I said and, You know I, I bought a whole bunch Of comics That I haven't read So I uh, I made a deal With her I said I'm not going to bring Like all these comics But I'm just going to bring These two books Okay And she was like
1: What's that? Okay. What are you, shaking
0: your, head what are you for? shaking
3: your head for,
2: Brandon? It would be a perfect series to take with you on a cruise. What? Hickman's new Avengers Avengers run. It's so great, and it's long. So like, it's the perfect thing to just sit out and just read in like. It's not fun. I found it it's super fun. fun.
0: No, Do you don't have to worry about it? I'm not buying it. Uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Everyone else should read it. If you liked Endgame, you should read
0: Hickman's Avengers run. I mean, H- run. Hickman's
1: Hickman's run is good. It's not fun. Yeah, I've read fun, fun Hickman.
0: I've read his, uh, his Fantastic Four run was fun, I thought. Um, what would you his, say about that, J.D.? What was that book? Manhattan Project is kind of zany. I,
1: I find no matter what Jonathan Hickman writes, I find it a little dry.
2: See, that's what I'm saying. So if it's, JD... it's
1: Grant Morrison without the fun.
2: I find it fun. If you found smarter, if you it's found... smarter
1: than Grant Morrison, mm-hmm. but less hallucinatory,
0: if you, you found hallucin- Fantastic really? Four yeah.
2: fun, I think you would find New Avengers adventures
3: fun.
0: You didn't, th- you didn't like his Fantastic Four run? I think not get it. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Actually, I just recently reread John Byrne's Fantastic Four run. Oh, so you know that I would like for to read from beginning to end. Doesn't read that strong. Oh it, it, no! Well, I mean, it's definitely of its time because it's like the eighties, yeah. late eighties, early nineties. I uh, bet it still looked good though, right? It looks well. The art uh, um, goes up and down because of the inkers. Uh,
1: you know, what it was I mean? not always Austin Terry
0: Austin. No, uh, Terry Austin doesn't ink any of it. Oh, maybe one issue because that's the, Austin, the guy I just Austin, always Austin,
1: equate with Byrne because
0: the, because of Austin was his anchor on X Men. Yes, um, but on. Fantastic Four. He either inked himself a lot, hmm. or he had Al Workman, uh, Bob Whitechek. He had a, he had different Milgram ink. I don't think Milgram ever inked him, oh. or Dwayne inked him a couple of times. Hmm. Um, so it goes up and down. Okay. It doesn't read as strong, and I didn't realize he used Dr. Doom as much as he does. Yeah, there's a lot of own, doom. It's, a lot of, it's good. It's good doom. There's All you a need is a dollop of doom. You don't want to over-dollop your doom. Well, he he, the way he peppers him in, it kind of works, but it, it doesn't read as strong as That's I really a shame. Remember. I remember having a very strong reaction
1: like that towards Avengers Forever.
0: Oh wow. And
1: that was uh,
0: Kurt Busick and Carlos Pacheco.
1: Yeah, the Pacheco art was nice. Yeah, man. And the story was a bunch of butts.
0: Yeah, but well, that's that like, was rough. Yeah, well, but that's like Avengers the Yearbook.
1: Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you
0: know what I mean? Like Cliff but, Notes Avengers.
1: But uh all right, so what else we got? We could talk endgame. We, we could not talk endgame. We could talk about, about endgame. This has
0: Spidey been Men. long.
2: Wait. Before we do Because I'm thinking, like, everyone's heard, like, the basic, like, the thoughts about Endgame. Yeah. So I don't know if we need to, like, go through, like, plot detail, like, bit by bit. No, no, no. I
1: think everyone knows. Brandon, you you producing the show now? Yeah, sure. So we
2: want the (laughs) camera here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to have a one shot.
1: So that being said, Brandon, what do you propose? I'm just saying, like, we could maybe talk, like, favorite moments or something. Great. Favorite moments. Here we go. Top five moments of Endgame top 5 moments? Yeah.
0: Let's start with Brandon.
1: Brandon, what's your top 5 moments? Cool. We're counting down.
0: So so from, from 5 to 1.
1: Okay. I think I have a I think all five of mine might be number one moments. There's <laughs> yo. So real real quick, real quick preamble as I am apt to do. I do not I cry very easily. I am a very sensitive sort as I'm sure you know. Mhm. But that's usually when it comes to sad things and kittens and puppies. Um if a sad thing happens in a movie, I am an easy mark. I get choked up at commercials sometimes. That's how quick I am to to react.
0: I, I got choked up at a commercial.
1: Right? Okay, good. Thank you. Um, Me too. Yesterday. I have very rarely been so excited or um, stoked about a thing and surprised about a thing that I cry. There are at least one moment I can remember... That I was so happy and overwhelmed that I had no choice but to cry. My body didn't know what else to do. So that's gonna be my number one moment. But so, you're talking
0: about what? So, there was one moment in Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. Okay. Brandon, um, give us a favorite moment. Okay.
2: Uh, you said top five. I don't necessarily know order, but oh, I'll man, just go. say so. I don't care. I'm just um, the Hail Hydra moment. I, th- I really liked it. So good. I liked it especially for the reference to Nick Spencer's run, and also just because it subverted the expectation that it was going to mm-hmm. be the same fight.
1: I remember sitting there thinking, are we going to go through this whole fight again? I would have been down. Yeah, I would have loved it. It was a great fight. But yeah, that undercutting of that with the humor of, and right. and the intelligence of it. Like taking a character, having them go through a thing, learn from that thing, and then find a different way out because of their experience, Mwah.
0: Yeah. That was a good that was a good moment. It was yeah. cool. Um think nice fan service. Oh, are we, okay. Um the uh the uh support group scene.
1: Oh, in the beginning.
0: Yeah. Okay, just, right
1: after the 5 year.
0: Yeah, I just really I I really liked that scene. I liked mm-hmm. that they took the time huh. to do that scene and to just have it be a nice quiet scene. I liked I love Man, I don't I don't man crush easy, man. But I, I got myself a little bit of a man crush on Chris Evans, man. Chris Evans is just a, he's just a solid dude, man. He's he's he's. If there is ever another like he may be like the Adam West of Captain, Captain America. Americas. Like there cannot be another Captain America.
1: Man. I am going to embarrass myself by saying when he was first cast, I went. Really? That guy, human torch? Like, he's so. Because he's so good at it. It wasn't because I was like, he's not a good actor. Mm -hmm. He's so good at the acting he was doing specifically regarding Snark and being like the funny guy. Yeah. I wasn't 100% sure he would nail down the earnestness needed to portray a character like Cap. Right. But he 100% is Captain America. Yep. And he's so good in the role that he makes me like a character i don't care about Mm. i don't care about the comic book captain america as much just like i don't care about iron man but because of robert downey jr's portrayals
0: now i love him now you like now you like iron man yeah uh
1: my number five is gonna be um banner hulk i did not see banner hulk coming nobody did natural um Natural, progression. A progression for the character. I'm a little sad that we missed out on the resolution to the Infinity War problem, where he could not get Hulk to appear. Okay. And he screams no, and he never appears. And now five years later, they're best buds. They're one and the same. Which, so, yeah,
2: no, yeah, that's it. Okay, I was just gonna say that um that uh that came up. Apparently, that was gonna be an Infinity War. Yeah. And they couldn't think of a way to make that work. So uh, apparently, in that final scene in Wakanda, when Hulk um, is when Banner's in the Hulk Buster, he was supposed to literally bust out of it as the Hulk, and they would have resolved their differences, and that would have been where we first saw that version of the Hulk, which is why Mark Ruffalo's CGI in that yeah. was, was so weird,
0: is because that was a real rush job at the yeah. end. To they're putting back in yeah. just him. Like, but you know what? I like that. I agree with you like we didn't see the resolution that's kind of like a bummer Mm -hmm. but there's a part of me I mean like you know they've made the joke like there's like a whole Hulk movie that is missing Mm -hmm. you know but there's a part of me that likes that off screen he had a conversation with himself Mm -hmm. and came to grips like yo dude what why yeah. why ain't you coming? He's like, Hulk scared. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And, yeah. and like, then they just, they just talked Worked it out. out. Yeah, Worked yeah. it out. And to see the comfort level where he was at that point, mm-hmm. where he's like, he's dapping with kids and stuff, and he gives gives my man Ant Man like, you know, here, here's another taco. Yeah, yeah. And that I, was great. That was yeah. great, man. I mean, he uh-huh. was just. Spot on, and I liked also that it gave you a little bit more. It gave Mark Ruffalo, I think, a little bit more to do. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. as well as be still be part of the fun.
1: I also like the scene when they go back to New York and he's trying to act like the Hulk and he's just like, laxadaisically like punching stuff and kicking things.
0: Well, I like Rar. that when he's when he's looking at the Hulk like being all smashing. He's, he's like, so, <laughs> That's so gratuitous.
1: Yeah. He's embarrassed. <laughs> he yeah. covered his face with his hand. Like, ah, oh, jeez. Okay,
2: go. Four. Four. Uh, I guess I'll just say Cheeseburgers. I really like that.
1: Cheeseburgers is good. Oh, my God. What a wonderful callback.
2: Yeah, because I watched all the movies leading up to. I watched. I decided to rewatch Avengers 1, Cap 1, Iron Man 1, and Infinity War Mm -hmm. leading up to Endgame. So I had just watched the scene with Iron Man like a few days before. So it really hit me. So I really like yeah.
0: that one. That was so cool. it's a callback to the first Iron Man. Mm-hmm. But do you know what it actually is a callback to in regards to Robert Downey Jr.? No. So this is the story that I heard, and I and I may get some of the facts wrong. But at the time when Robert Downey Jr. was um cast. Right, I think it was like maybe right before he was cast. He, you know, he was a guy that was like down on his luck. Big oh top. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, he had huge drug. He problems. was uncastable for a long time. Right, you know, and it had it recently gotten kicked off of Ally McBeal after they thought he was going to make a big comeback with that.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: Yeah, and he was on there, and on then Ally. like he got kicked off because he had a relapse. Yeah. So he um, he he's driving along, and he stops. And he gets a cheeseburger. And he's got a cheeseburger. I think if, if I'm, I'm probably construing the uh, misconduct construing. the story a little, a little bit, but he has a cheeseburger and he's got like drugs on him. Right. And he pulls over, takes a bite on the cheeseburger. And he said, oh, my God, it's the worst thing I ever tasted. I think it was like a McDonald's cheeseburger or something like that. Well, let's not throw McDonald's under the bus here. But I think think that's the reason it Mm -hmm. it was specifically like a fast food burger. And he looks at the drugs. And for some reason, that gives him a window into where his life is at this point. Because he had always loved cheeseburgers. And he went from there and checked into rehab. What? And then when he comes out of rehab, he, he gets Iron Man.
1: Huh. Yeah. That's an interesting story. I've never heard that.
0: Yeah. I, somebody just told told it to me like about a couple of weeks ago. It was, yeah, we mentioned it on Gutter Talk. I mean on uh, Black Tribbles. Yeah, not me, man. It was on
1: Black Tribbles. There That's you go. That's real cool. I like that story. There you go. I like that line even more now.
0: Yeah. So Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. That's real dope. All right. Go. Okay. Um, We're doing good things, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. This is a heartache. But Hawkeye's scene in the beginning.
1: Oh my god.
0: When he loses, when he like as you're watching that scene him playing with his family. And you see his his daughter shoot the arrow, mm-hmm. and then you see her run off camera to get the arrow. You know you know what's going to happen. He doesn't and by the time he realizes it, you, you see like just the, the dust. Like he doesn't even mm-hmm. notice that. And because it's an open field, he doesn't even see the dust of his, mm-hmm. his wife and his son. They're just gone. Man, look. I, 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 shed, I shed a couple.
1: Yeah, that, that was kind of one of my interior
0: thoughts uh, when we first started the movie. I was like, really? Already? But I like that because, I and, because in one moment, they brought us right back into the superhero world of mm-hmm. it and the real world yep. of it. You know what yep. I mean? Like t- talking about the real world consequences mm-hmm. of this. Because did you hear on, on um, Slash, Slash Film, film. Where they talk, Peter, I forget his Sorretti
1: name. or
0: whatever? Yeah, the, the leader of Flash. The EIC, film. yeah. He's talking about his theories about the snap and things uh-huh. that happen at the snap. Oh, yeah. Because he's talking about, I don't know if you heard this, Brandon. He pauses, like, so what if at the time of the snap, you're piloting an airplane and the snap happens, you go, and then everybody in the airplane just dies. Yeah. However, when you're snapped back, are you now just in the middle of the sky? Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of questions with the
2: snapback. Like, what if someone was standing somewhere and they've like built a building since then? Would they snap inside a wall?
0: Yeah, there's
2: a lot of questions with that.
0: Or suppose you would to snap, you were having sex with your wife. Yeah. And now it's five years later. If she's moved on, and now all of a sudden you snap back in the bed. There's a hilarious comic there where it's
2: a mother and she's pregnant, and the snap happens and then and it's like a four panel comic and you see the mother and then there's this you see the snap and then the mother like disappears and then there's just a baby sitting
1: there yeah i like that. and he just
2: goes what <laughs>
1: <laughs> the baby says what yeah oh i like that a lot yeah that was pretty cool yeah. um and uh what a master class on um tension right mm mm-hmm. um for that first scene, because we know what's happening, and my favorite bit is you never see any of them disappear. Disappear. All you see is the fluttering of of her ashes, yeah. and, and it's that's even more heartbreaking because he didn't even watch her go. She's just, and he doesn't get it, He doesn't know. So, uh, what a, what a masterfully crafted beginning scene.
0: Yeah, love the, it. And then it's even paid back a little bit when he, when Hawkeye tests their whole quantum theory thing mm-hmm. oh. and goes back to the and he runs runs yep. to his to his uh daughter yeah and and then he snapped back and she's uh. like dad yeah i'm like oh oh my
2: god damn it my only thing about that is that it feels a little weird that like four out of five people were snapped in like
1: one family like i don't know it just feels like i mean that's not really how halves work it's yeah. not like the Snap looked at groups of people right. and went, half of this group, half of that group. I get
2: it, but it just it felt yeah convenient that, uh, that the whole field of people would be Snapped except the one we needed to stay alive. Yeah. And also, I feel like if we wanted to talk about Black Widow at any point, I feel like if at least one of them had stayed around, that mm-hmm. could have led to a different outcome later mm-hmm. on.
1: Uh, mine, my next one is going to be Captain Marvel- Dink. Mm. So there is a big fight scene at the end, and when her, she's going up against Thanos, and I believe he's got the glove on? Yes. And he hits her. Does he hit her with the glove? She's pulling it off. She's he, pulling it off, and yeah. he hits her with his regular he head fist. But, no, he headbutts her. Oh, he headbutts her. her. That's what it is. He yeah. headbutts her. And it literally doesn't even mess up her hair. Yes. It just goes, She just eats that. Like, nothing. Like... What? Just nothing. And then- She the, headbutts him back. Yeah.
0: And, like, knocks him on
1: his butt. Well, no. What he does what he does immediately after that, which I like because it, it really shows the character, uh, the quick-thinking monstrosity that Thanos is, after he headbutts her and is quickly dismayed that nothing happened, he grabs the power gem off of the glove and clocks her with just the power gem, which sends her off, you know, into, a, you know, into the, the ground. Yeah, but I thought she headbutted him back first. I don't think so. Okay. You might be right. You might be right. But... Okay. I mean, and he got it on for me. I've only seen it twice. <laughs> so, uh, I haven't got everything yet. It's only six hours of one movie.
0: No, I feel you. I feel so, you. So,
1: yeah, that I love that. But I I got chills when she just kind of looks at him like, yeah?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like that, too, because that was just another little bit of reinforcement about how powerful she was. Mm-hmm. And she was the one that could at least get in a couple of licks actually yeah. in on this ball. You know what I mean? What's your uh, number three, Brandon?
2: I guess we're coming down to, like, the top ones. I guess I'll say... I am Iron Man. Oh, that was real great. Uh, yeah, cool scene. Which I can't believe that that was actually improvised. Yeah, it wasn't improvised.
1: Apparently, it was a late edition
2: Yeah, they it, originally it was gonna be he just snaps and there was nothing. Right. And then someone like... in the crew in the edit bay deci- um, suggested that he say I am Iron Man. And apparently, they, Robert Downey Jr. was like kind of hesitant because he had already started moving on to doing other roles and stuff. And they had to like get him back in the studio and everything and do it but of course he knew that it was right for the character so he came back.
0: I just can't believe that wasn't in the script.
1: Yeah, it's such it's so perfect. Right. Yeah, it's hard to believe. Um I my only little and it's not really a problem but I will say that my comment about that scene is the very first time I watched it there's such a pause that I was like what's happening? Cuz mm. he goes I am and it's a really long pause before he says Yeah, he's pretty pregnant. Yeah. So I was like uh what? Like, and then he says, it, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, yeah," because it almost looks like he's. I was like, "Is he fumbling with something to say? Like, what's mm-hmm. he doing?" But anyway, yeah, the the line itself is it's, so it's perfect. Spot on. I am inevitable. I am Iron Man. Really brings everything
2: full circle. Did you want to bring up the thing from the comics? Inevitable.
1: Oh yeah, I was looking on Reddit. Yes, I'm a newcomer to Reddit because of Brandon, um, and uh, apparently it, there's a line in Infinity Gauntlet. I think it's a. Was it Ron Lim? No, he did Infinity War. Was it Perez? Well, they both did that. Did they? Lim finished Um, it. Yeah, I think it was Lim, and it says Thanos is inevitable. So the line actually comes from the
0: book, which I did not know. There you go. Nice little Easter egg. My number three is another Captain Marvel moment. Mm -hmm. Oh, go ahead. This is going to be mine probably. It is also the best Superman moment in any movie. Oh, okay. This isn't it. Go. When you see... Captain Marvel, well, you just see her streaking. You mm-hmm. see a streak just blast through yep. that ship. Mm-hmm. I'm like, she's
1: here. Now, was that a surprise to you? When when all of the guns, remember he's like rain fire, um, and the guns all tilt up and they're shooting at something we can't see through the clouds. Mm-hmm. Did you know it was going to be Cap?
0: Yes. Ah. Yeah, when they when they started shooting towards space, I was like, Oh, it's
1: Captain. I still didn't know. I was like, Oh, is it like it's maybe it's like, like the, Nova- the Nova Corps or
0: something. Uh, I know. And
1: then when it was her, I was like, Oh, yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I liked it because it was like all of their guns uh-huh. were shooting at one thing, and they were like, and I loved that they were shooting for a while. Uh-huh. So it meant like they were like probably hitting what they were shooting yeah, at, yeah. I and just... it was just eating that stuff. Nom. Yeah.
1: Beast.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: beast, is it my turn again? And then she came out with a fly haircut. Yo, I like that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, um, mine was awesome. I feel like we're really on the Captain Marvel tip. But my next one was going to be another Captain Marvel mo- moment. Ooh. And it's just because her line is delivered so charmingly, I got chills and I got a big grin on my face. But Peter is swinging through the battle, trying to get the gauntlet where it needs to be. Mm. And And. Uh, Captain Marvel he's like he's knocked down and um Captain Marvel comes up and goes he oh he goes "Hi, I'm Peter Parker." And she goes, "Hey Peter Parker, you got something for me?"
3: <laughs> Yo.
2: Uh. That scene made me think about in the comics where like they were like a little flirtatious for a while.
1: They used to, yeah, they were
2: they yeah. went on a couple of dates. Yeah. So that's Carol what I was Danvers
0: thinking and Peter Parker?
2: Yeah. yeah. Peter Parker had a weird thing where, like everyone seemed to like him.
1: It was strange yeah. to me. Was he superior to Peter
0: Parker no. right at that time? No, no one likes
1: Superior Peter Parker. Yeah, no, it was regular Pete. Interesting, but yeah, they, I mean, it was a couple of because they were on the Avengers, the Bendis Avengers together. Yeah. Um yeah, but... And there's even a cover of like, uh, Avenging Spider-Man drawn by the Dodsons, mm-hmm. and uh, it's her in her big yeah. pose, and like he's just sort of like hanging onto the side of her.
2: To be fair, it was also it was Miss Marvel, her. It wasn't that's true Captain Marvel yet.
0: Yeah, but still, Carol Danvers is is played as I mean, I guess shouldn't mean a thing, but like she's played as older than Peter Parker. A little. Mm, maybe a year or two. Well, then they've kind re- like a motherfucker.
2: I would think huh? a few years, but not like... I would think maybe three. I would
1: say most. they're both in their mid to late 20s. Mm-hmm. Anyway, really doesn't know, matter.
0: Carol Danvers is supposed to be up to probably... Closer to age to, to Tony Stark.
2: I think now. I think. Oh yeah, I can see, I see that Captain now. I think Captain Marvel now feels that way, but the older one didn't. Yeah. I mean, when I was reading it, that's just how I read it. Oh well, so, you know. I, well, I touch it. Number what two? Number two. Number
1: two. Ooh, it's getting tough. It is. Ah, okay. uh, I got my number one. We may all have the name. I'm be curious if we have the same number one. Can we skip to number one? No. Now? No. I'm trying to think. Len, do you want to go
2: while he's thinking? It was definitely an Iron Man thing, I think, but I'm not sure. I'll say when everyone came back. When, yeah. On your left. The portals. I'll say that. Wow. On your left. That was real. I'll
1: be honest, I did not get that reference the first time I saw it. Are you serious? As as obvious as that reference is, <laughs> on your left. It was you know, Falcon saying it. Yeah, no. I get it now. For me, I get it now.
2: that one is my one of my favorite moments and also one of my least favorites, but I'll get to that later. Okay. So it's a wow. tease,
0: yeah, I did. I did like that. I, oh yeah, I liked. I liked it a lot. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, you could quibble a little bit with like the logistics, like how yeah. did they, you know, but you
1: coordinate just, all that. Yeah, but you don't care. I saw a meme today, and it was all of the defenders mm. uh, from the Netflix shows, and it's it was a scene where they're all standing together waiting for something for some reason, maybe an elevator. Oh my god! And so it's basically Daredevil going, portal's going to open <laughs> any minute now. Which is pretty funny. That's part
2: of that's part of my problem, but we'll get to it later.
1: Yeah. All
2: right. Also, just real quick, I love the rescue armor.
1: All right. Well, that could have been a one, but all right.
2: It wasn't his one.
1: It, it came in he with wanted, the, the. Just the, saying, it could have been one of
2: ours. Well, I felt like that was part of the thing because you see it when the, all the portals open up.
0: I hear. I wish you. Len. It was number two adjacent for you. I dig it. Um uh, my number two, I'm stepping away from the battle. Yeah, that's good. A little bit. I'm stepping away from the battle. And it's a real small thing. But I loved the conversation between um Captain America and Black Widow at their headquarter.
1: Oh, where she's about to throw her sandwich
0: at him? He's about to throw a sandwich at him. Because, one, I love the, the idea that the story took the time, even for, with just a little line item, to recognize that these are weird times. And, like, Cap's, Captain America even mentions that, hey, you know, I've noticed that, you know, the, the, the ocean is cleaner, you know? Um, there's, there's whales. I, yeah, there's whales. You know, like you know, you wouldn't have seen that happen. I mean, I just I like the I just like that this big bombastic movie took the time to have a, that that quiet moment there. I really loved it.
1: I think the only problem is is that it takes a little too long for that quiet time. Like oh, the really? first quarter of the movie is like sadness and stuff, but it's impressive that they stuck with it for so long.
2: I felt the movie had some pacing issues overall, yeah, honestly.
1: Yeah, um, But All right, so let's see. My number, word number two still? Number yep. two. Foul Cap. Oh, okay. So it's actually a little bittersweet. So my overall feeling on that is it's wonderful. I love that they did it. What a great scene. And... um my negative with that that comes along with it is the actor, Anthony Mackie, mm-hmm. to me does not feel like leading man, Captain America movie actor. Okay. And I just kind of wish instead of Anthony Mackie being Falcon, we had Don Cheadle as Falcon because then it would be passing the shield to Don Cheadle, who I think is capable of main film actor status because he is mm-hmm. like I, I can't picture I, what Anthony Mackey movie has he been in the lead in anything
0: I think he's been a lead in some smaller films yeah but he usually he's usually not the lead in a movie but to your but to your um against you I give you what movie did Chris Evans lead before Captain America because mm. right around the same time that he did Captain America he got Snowpiercer but I think that came out it,
3: after,
1: right?
2: Did he was he the lead in Losers?
0: No, no. he's not the lead. No, he because, was like
1: the jokey guy in Losers. Yeah.
0: I haven't
2: seen it. He was also he was the lead in Push. Not that that matters.
0: I would like but to. But that's a smaller movie as well. Like I said, Anthony Mackie is the lead in.
1: I would like to be, but I, see, and I will retort, saying that even though he was not the lead, he was a breakout in a bunch of different things. Like he was the guy you paid the most attention to in a bunch of different movies, right? I don't know, or about, at least me.
0: I don't know about that. I mean, he may be the. There's one thing. that's... there. To me, there's a difference between being the best thing in a movie and breaking out of a movie. Okay. Like he's the best thing in Fantastic Four. Yeah. But there's nobody doing great work in Fantastic right. Four. He's just the best one there. Yeah. And the losers, you've never seen it, but everybody's—it's fun. It's, fun. it's a fun movie. So, so he's probably on the same level as everybody else. Yeah. And as much as people, everybody, heralds Snowpiercer, you're not heralding it because of him. Nah. You're heralding it because of the story and the whole spectacle yeah. of it all. You know what I'm saying? I will concede that I hope I'm wrong. But the other thing, and but to your point, as far as whether or not. Even Marvel or Disney sees Anthony Mackie as leading man material. He's probably going to be, you know, Falcon Cap mm-hmm. in the Bucky Falcon mm-hmm. series. Yeah. So it'll be more TV centric, anyway. Yeah. You know, uh, probably. You know, so so to this point, you know, you know.
1: I'll be curious to see if we will get Fal Cap movies. The way we had Captain America movies, mm-hmm. if we'll have more Captain America movies.
0: I would be fine if we didn't. Yeah. I'd be fine. I mean, I'm this whole idea of Fal- Falcon and Bucky series doesn't really thrill me, but I'm gonna watch it. And I'm down with it. But um I'd be I'd be surprised. Like, I don't need to see Anthony Mackey as Captain America. Okay. Um, should I do number one or should I do yeah. honorable mention? Okay.
2: Number one is it's Honorable Mention. You had trouble coming up with a number two. Now you got an honorable <laughs> mention. Uh, well, I have the movie up and um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the hammer for me. All right. definitely number one. Yep, of
0: course. You like Mjolnir?
2: Mew. yep. what
0: yeah. about Mjolnir?
2: I liked when Cap got it because there you go. Oh, okay. I needed.
1: Like you didn't to know what you were talking about, right,
2: Brandon? Sorry, I liked the part where Thor stood there for five seconds and waited for it to come to him, and Rocket was like, "What's going on?" That was my. That thing. was pretty cute. But yeah, I liked when Cap got it because mm, still worthy. I've always, um, I've always liked. I've never read a comic where that. Well, actually, I did read a comic where that happened. But for the most part, I haven't. I never read the main one. Mm-hmm. So for me, seeing that was real cool, and I expected it. I've expected it since Age of Ultron. So as soon as it fell, I was expecting to see it, but it was still real cool when it happened. And, like, all the stuff he did with it was just real great to me. So, yeah.
1: Well, if you wanted to see it happen in a comic book, you could read JLA Avengers by Kurt Busaic and George Perez. I thought Superman got it in that. Oh, shit. You might yeah, it gone. is
0: Superman. Yeah, Fuck me. <laughs> I thought you were just giving it back to me,
1: but oh no, I still haven't read it. That's why I got it wrong. <laughs> uh, uh, he led me the big omnibus, and I still have. For those who can't see what I'm holding in my hand, um, the JLA Avengers omnibus. Shit, you're right. It was Superman. Yeah, yes. someone just posted that on and Reddit yesterday. And a great yesterday. scene
0: because he has the Superman has, uh, has the and shield and yeah. the shield. So it was a great scene. Yeah. The only thing my nitpick about that scene is that Captain America calls down the lightning.
1: Nope no 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 and i'll tell you why tell me whosoever holds this hammer if he be worthy shall possess the power of thor
0: yes i understand that that's what is imprinted on the that's what's imprinted on the on the hammer however i believe that it was either in uh thor the dark world yeah um because i don't think it was in ragnarok so i think it was thor the dark world where no it was no, in Ragnarok, was Ragnarok. Was Ragnarok. You're not the god of hammers right it's it, the power is in you
1: yeah, thor it's also but that's not you. what he
2: said i mean that is but the hammer says you get the powers of thor so if the powers are in thor then whatever's in thor you, you should get. be transferred
0: yes no i don't i don't i don't it's buy not, it it's not it's
1: not whoever holds this hammer gets the same powers that the hammer gives thor it gets you get the power of thor so the po- powers are within him the whole time, but you have access to those powers because you're worthy and you're holding the hammer. Bam! Nah, I don't like it. Nope, you're wrong. Nah, I don't like it. Brandon, high five. He's wrong. We're great. <laughs> <laughs> Good
0: high five. Anyway. I'm sure there's
1: a lot of people who agree with you. Yeah, I'm sure.
0: Uh, we're at number... One. One. So that was your number one, the, the yeah. hammer. Okay. okay. All right. Um my number one ah there's there's a lot of good stuff left though you know what i yeah. mean however my number one is the absolute very end of the movie you pig i'm sorry
1: <laughs> i did i thought i i moved away from the microphone i didn't think you would hear it
0: fortunately it was by itself so i may, may try to edit, it, edit out? it out um when steve rogers and Peggy Carter
1: Oh god damn it are dancing You mother
0: and they kiss I was so surprised
2: that we didn't have any overlap and then That was
1: you took both of my overlaps Oh sorry Those are both my number my number one was the hammer cap hammer and then he took it so I went well okay I got my number one and it's Peggy and, and Steve.
0: So good, right? It's so... So great. So perfect. I love Haley Atwell, so
1: Aww. I just love seeing her again. I was so sad when I thought she was done with the series and we exactly. wouldn't see her anymore. I literally was upset. Right. Um... And I love that she had her television show. I was sad that it was canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, I was sad to see that actress go off and do some... And Stupid show. Thank you. I yes. didn't want to, like, poo-poo her work, but, like, that's a no-name-nothing show. Right, right. Um, Maybe amazing, but when I saw the trailer for it, I was like, oh, no.
0: No, it was not good. Okay. It was not worthy of her. No.
1: Yeah, of her abilities and her charm.
0: And- I loved, But I love that scene. I love that it is a callback to the end of the Ultimates comic book mm-hmm. that um, Millar and Hitch did. Uh, I totally forgot that until you just said it. Yep, it's that. It's the exact last page. It's them, them kissing, no and it's kidding. their kiss. Wow. It was it's fantastic. I loved it. It's my favorite part.
1: Yeah, those are my two number ones. Was Mjolnir? I that is the part that I my preamble from earlier when I was talking about being so overwhelmed and excited by a thing that I was, my body had no no reaction other than tears. Was Mjolnir, was Mjolnir really Mjolnir when Kat picked it up? I'm call me stupid. I didn't know it was going to happen. A lot of people were like, oh, of course he was going to pick up the hammer. We saw that coming a mile away. Well
0: I, well, I know. I didn't see it coming.
1: And, you know, Thor is getting thrashed, mm-hmm. and it starts to move, and it goes off a screen to somebody. Uh, and the way Thor goes, I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. Like, he's so happy that Cap is worthy of his hammer, whereas back in Age of Ultron, he was a little jealous and a little nervous. Right. Oh, my God. What a great, what a great emotional scene um and then the yeah the thing with um peggy and steve i was just so happy that that's how they chose to end everything yeah was to to zoom in on their kiss and finally getting together have their dance Mm -hmm. the dance that they missed yep um i need a number one no you're gonna share my number one can i share
0: the number one can you share number one with me
1: oh thanks baby <laughs> Man, yeah. All right, I'm just gonna share those number ones because anything I say after this would be a, a number. Very anti Number two or number three.
0: Now I will want to. I do want to say though, and I love the whole cat picking up Mjournair. Loved it. I was with everybody else in the theater. Like, oh
3: Yay! yeah, oh, yeah.
0: I haven't seen a collective applause in a movie so loud mm-hmm. since Shazam. And I'm not oh. going to spoil that moment yeah. for people who haven't seen Shazam. But there's yeah. a moment in Shazam that I can't believe they didn't put in the trailers. Yeah, that like took everybody's breath away. And this is another scene. Mm-hmm. Like, God bless their 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 uh, restraint. patience, restraint, and not putting this in the trailer.
2: Apparently, it's in a, a
0: commercial. Oh, now, yeah. What the Shazam? No, the hammer. And the. Well, Shazam. yeah, but now, yeah, because now it's made two billion dollars. They don't care. They've they got, got all it. the money. They got all the money. But, but. The, f- I never liked from Age of Ultron. I liked that um, Cap almost picked up the hammer. Yeah. But I never liked that Vision picked it up. Oh. I hated that. I loved it. I hated that. Why is Vision worthy to just scoop it up like it's he's an ashtray? Yeah, way, because, because people... he's, he's
1: a new being. He yeah. doesn't even know. Right? The way
2: most people interpret it is, it's not. He might not be able to pick it up now, but at the time, he was a newborn. He hadn't had anything to make him unworthy.
1: But he as he wasn't a
0: person, he's a thing. Oh, maybe that's
1: even the thing then. I mean, well, no, because f- he's a person. I mean, because he's a, he's a, another object. So if you want to go that route, then it's also he's a machine the, picking up another piece of. Weapon. I
2: mean, they they literally had that conversation at the end of the movie. They were like, vision doesn't count because like what if an elevator goes up with the hammer in it? Does that mean the elevator's worthy? Like cap and caps. Oh, I forgot they were having yeah, that conversation. Cap, Tony and Thor had that conversation. Oh, about vision? Yeah.
3: Well, well, that's true. Yeah. Oh, that's really funny. No, they didn't mention about they
0: didn't vision. But it was they meant but the elevator. Yeah. yeah. But they don't mention vision. But
1: he's a he's a machine.
0: Right. Right. So but, but to your point, that does illustrate the vision thing. Okay. all yeah. right yeah. I'll ride with that. Cool. All right, you've uh, earned your place. All right. Do yeah. we have our
1: neck we got we just get one negative?
0: Oh, there's so uh, many though. so
1: many negatives it's such an awful movie oh <laughs> shut up Brandon you had me going for a second um,
0: negative yeah I got to go? I've, I've got one Ooh. I've got one
1: I've got one that I I, I kind of keep talking myself out of um, besides the the problems of time travel which I'm just going to leave alone because it's time travel movie you're never exactly. going to
0: reconcile it no um, never going to get it never ever going to get it
1: I made that joke earlier did you hear me are you referencing my joke? No. I said that earlier. Yeah, I was I doing did. the En Vogue thing. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, uh, shit. Um, this is
0: why we're partners.
1: It was Fat Sad Thor. Ooh. I am of two minds of Fat Sad Thor. One is, well, originally it was like, ooh, they're kind of making fun of him being fat. That kind of sucks for people who are overweight. That doesn't feel nice. But, giving it more thought, It's more about him and his place. Mm -hmm. I think that any laughter comes from... um, I don't think it's a joke that he's fat. I think that um, Rocket Raccoon takes a dig at him, because he's Rocket. You know, he makes fun of Carol's hair, right? He he makes those jokes. Um, But where he is mentally makes sense for me. The fact that he failed so heavily and then had five years of nothing to do, Like, yeah, the guy likes mead. He's going to drink it, and he's he's sad. And it it feels more about dealing with depression. And these are the things that happen when you're depressed. Yes. And had it not ended up the way it did, I would be upset with it, more upset with it. But because he gets Mjolnir, he calls down the thunder, his beard gets braided, right? And then he gets a suit on magically. He doesn't magically become... Svelte again He doesn't get abs Yeah He's still overweight In the suit And Mm -hmm. he's still worthy While being overweight In the suit Right So Yeah There are some gags About his weight Um But I think In an overall sense It's trying to deal With a very specific And serious thing Yeah So Um I do feel a little weird About it But also I'm able to Like work my way Around it
0: Mm -hmm. Excuse me Yeah I Go ahead, Brandon.
1: Um, this that
2: now I have one because I had two and that was one of them. So oh, but well, wait a minute before wh- you go
0: to another one. Then no, I
2: wasn't going to another one. Oh, go ahead. I was yeah. going to go with that. Is my problem with that? Um, in addition to that, well, no, never mind, never mind. Because I was going to say in addition to it, but that's not going off your point, so I don't think it counts.
1: How do you do? You, how do you feel about the thing I just said, though?
0: I agree. Yeah. I agree with yeah what you were saying. Okay. I I, I didn't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Um, at all. I thought it was smart. I thought it was bold. Mm -hmm. I thought that I actually what I liked about it because it definitely had more of a there was a comedic tone to much of Thor in this but I thought the the comedy came out of where the character was and what the character was dealing with as opposed to the sitcom that was Ragnarok which Mm -hmm. is why I don't like Ragnarok and I thought that whatever jokes were made about him and his situation were done in character with the people that made them they were quick asides and they were the things that friends do not in an harming way right you do it because you're comfortable enough you know your friend can take it and if anything you're doing it to your friend in hopes that maybe this kind of like Snap some back Snap to reality yeah. A, yeah, yeah. a little bit. Um, Whoops, there goes humanity. Exactly. And, but then you see him... I like that his ultimate dealing with it comes by way of him uh, revisiting his mother. Yes. And one the trauma of all that you know you're going back not to just to see your mom but to see your mom the day she dies you know what I mean Um, and then that just being a reminder of all that you've lost cause this is a man who's lost his entire family Mm -hmm. his entire world Mm Um, and now is most being most of his race, most of his race and is being called on to maybe leads the, the, what's left. Mm. And he's not even of mindset because he's also dealing with his failure. Uh, mm. You know, if only I just taken a head shot and yeah. I've been, you know, um, and then who at those dark times just doesn't want to talk to their mom. Yeah. And his mom is right there mm-hmm. playing that position. I thought it was actually really beautiful. And I, I loved what they did. I thought it yeah. was bold and smart.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Should I say my, my number? Negative? My, yeah. my negative? Mine? And you guys are going to laugh, but this is a serious thing. I wish there had been something referencing the show It's of S.H.I.E.L.D. Now... I don't disagree with you. Here's the thing. I don't need to see them. Because the Russo brothers themselves have specifically said, like, it would be hard to introduce six characters no one knows. But my thing is, I always think there was a Wolverine, all-new Wolverine comic a few years ago. And Wolverine, uh, it's... It's um, It's Laura. Yeah, it's X-23 at the time. She is fighting Fing Fang Foom, and she's working with S.H.I.E.L.D. And Maria Hill, just on comm, says, hey, tell Fitz I need this thing. Mm -hmm. That's all I needed. just like just have just say their names
1: acknowledge that there are are other other actors and whole teams of people working on this universe with you right and just just give them a shout out just let them know that they're there
2: especially because just last season the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did time travel I feel like you could have said like oh there's a paper on this from XYZ like when they're doing the time travel like working on it so something just something like that that's that would have I would have liked
1: that. Yeah, I would have. I was kind of disappointed that we never saw them in Winter Soldier. There yeah. was a perfect opportunity to even if you had them on set in the background or bring something into the you know hand something to somebody like are their shield. That would have been
2: tricky because yeah. Winter Soldier came out during season one, so they might not have even been like That's cast true. or That's anything.
0: True. Um, and to your point, I didn't have any problem with Agent S.H.I.E.L.D. not being there. Not that I haven't become I can't amaze imagine this but i've become a fan of agents of shield but i didn't have a problem with them not being there thinking story-wise if i remember the last season they spent most of that in space so they actually wouldn't have been around
2: for this they would have because in the last episode of the last season they say thanos is coming so by this point they would have been around Mm. you could you could say maybe they were all snapped or something I just think, like... If, if if
0: Fury was snapped, I can say they were snapped. Yeah. You know, but but I don't know. I, I Either way, I didn't have a problem right. with it. But um, I see your point. You know, it, it's cool. Um, my, my negative is that uh, there was no acknowledgement of Black Canary's passing. Black, Black Widow. Black, Black Widow's. I always do that. Black Widow's passing... At the end of the movie,
1: with Tony Stark's funeral, yeah.
0: everyone, everyone, everyone's at Tony's funeral. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I understand the role that I, that Iron Man and Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr., mm. all three entities, yeah. play with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm. I understand that his should be rightfully so the, the send off that we see. Yeah, I mean, he's world famous, right. But for, for them to, like in some type of quick montage scene, doesn't even have to have a dialogue, for you to just see them all standing around a marker mm-hmm. of the passing of Black Widow, mm-hmm. um, I think it's something that, you know, that character and Scarlett Johansson deserved in this movie. Didn't occur to me as I was
1: watching it, but I 100% agree.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I didn't even like that she was the one that, that died, even though I've talked my way into that making sense yeah. to me. But th- then that's all the more reason for her to be- have yeah. been acknowledged.
1: There's a myriad of reasons that I understand killing off that character that have nothing to do with her being a female character. Um, but I, I'm, And one of them is I was sad to see her go. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons they killed her is because between those two people who coincidentally happen to love each other as friends enough to make it a sacrifice when one, you know what I mean? Right. Like they go to the Soul Stone together. Yeah. Thank God for that convenience. Um, but between the two of them passing, I felt a much greater sadness of Black Widow dying than I would have. A Hawkeye. Yeah. So even just from a, a, a standpoint of, of the audience member of, like, which one's going to have a greater emotional effect on me, it makes sense. Mm. So, yeah, but at least give her a little bit more than, as Brandon likes to say, a bench throw. Right. Right? Hulk throws a bench into the lake. Like, yeah. that's, that's kind of all the mourning she really yeah, the, the, gets. Yeah,
0: one scene of man pain.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, even, even if – because there's, there's even that little scene where right after the funeral – You've got um, Wanda and Clint mm-hmm. sitting there kind of holding hands and talking about their, their lost loved ones together. You could have added a few more people into that and have that be at a funeral for... Um, yeah. I almost said Wanda. God damn it. Uh, Nat. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, Or they could have been standing at a marker. Yeah. And then you could have just surmised that, oh, they did, the Leafs have something for her yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. You know, but...
1: I, or even easier, you're putting off you're pushing off two um, you know, the thing with uh, the arc reactor. Right. Right? The little Viking wedding or funeral thing. Just have another one for Nat. Or just you're, the same one. You're pushing off two. Yeah. Or yeah, have but them like both her be... sticks
2: maybe under the thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking her like I oh, always yeah. think of her um zappers. Oh yeah. They look like web thing. shooters. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you could have you're you're right, because it could have been um because it's not like it was—you were at a actual funeral, right? You know, like, at the it was just a
1: send-off yeah, for Tony, right. yeah, yeah. for so friends more and family. So. Yeah, so many really easy solutions to that problem. Mm. So yeah. Anyway, um, anything else about Endgame?
0: Nah. nah but
1: overall, overall, good movie. Yeah, yeah. Enjoyed it. Um, I would give it how many Infinity Stones? I'd give it six out of six Infinity Stones.
0: That's one more than the than the Gauntlet. Aren't
1: oh, there six? No, there's one, two, three, there's four, six, five, yeah. six. There's one. On six
0: each Infinity on Stones. Stone. Oh, that's in, right. It's the big one. Yeah. yeah so that is six. So yeah. yeah, I would give it a good five.
1: Same. Is there a Marvel Cinematic Universe film that has six Infinity Stones for you? Yes. Oh, which one's that? Winter Soldier. Yeah.
2: My, I would put it. I would give Winter Soldier five point five because just nothing, It's perfect, yeah. and I'd give this five.
1: Okay. Cool. I feel you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. You can uh, throw some money at the show if you want to help with uh, Patreon slash Johnny Destructo. You can reach me on Twitter at JD's Hero Complex.
0: And hey, if you like um, goofy Batman stuff, you can follow my Instagram comic strip, Batman's Whiteboard, at Batman's Whiteboard. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at BatTribble or the Tribble
1: Oh, and you can email us at blacktribbles at gmail.com. Or pop go at gmail.com.
2: Anything, Brandon? Where can they find you on the internet? Um, no, we're on the internet. But huh. you guys can come, come to JD shop. Yay.
1: Yay. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk at you later.